This is LBC, leading Britain's conversation. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien. Call 0345 6060 973. Tweet at LBC. Text 84850. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien on LBC. Seven minutes after 12, you are listening to James O'Brien on LBC as we turn our attention to the mysteries in your lives rather than necessarily the mysteries in the news that we try to solve together for the other 14 hours of the week that we spend together. The way it works is this. You have an idea in your head right now. And in fact, now the kids have gone back to school, you've probably got some echoes from their um, uh, time at home over the summer that you haven't satisfactorily dealt with. Somebody listening to this programme will know the answer to your question. They will have the medicine for your ailment and they will provide it as long as you get the ailment on the board. And you do that in one way, and one way only, actually, this hour. 03456060973 is the number you need if you've got a question that needs answering. The only rules are repetition is frowned upon, although we are only human and sometimes can't remember, having dealt with a question in the past that, that, that manages to sneak through the, uh, the armour of our switchboard for a second time. So uh, leave that in the eyes and ears of the people picking up the phones. And the other thing is dullness, which really is in the ear of the beholder. So uh, Michael and Rhianne answering the phones today. If they don't like your question, they will politely, in one case, and somewhat less politely in the other, invite you to move along so that we can find somebody else with a question that, uh, that does tick all of our boxes. And, and listen, it's, it is obviously a little subjective, but in terms of working out in advance whether you're likely to get on or not, if, if it's a question in which only you will be interested in the answer, then unless it's a really freaky, surreal inquiry, it won't get in. Because if it's only you that's interested in the answer, it just doesn't make for a very enlightening experience for the rest of us. That, 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 that is the um, bottom line, really, isn't it? So d- dullness is our enemy. If it's something to do with motoring, it's probably dull. Uh, that's a slightly personal perspective, but it seems to pan out. It seems to work out over the course of the... Uh, of the years we've been doing this together. Uh, if you hear someone else ask a question to which you know the answer, 0345 is the number you call to provide that answer. And if you provide a correct answer and we're satisfied with your qualifications, you'll receive a mystery hour round of applause. Possibly the, uh, possibly the, the, the most desired and sought-after accolade in the whole of international radio. 0345 then, 6060973 is the number that you need. Um, there's one other thing as well. We've done dullness, we've done repetition. Uh, the, what the questions are, who, why, where, when, what. Ah, if you're going to provide an answer, obviously, or not obviously, you can't look it up, right? So you can't use a, a search engine, you can't Google it, you can't get out your um, uh, works of reference, you can't get out your uh dictionaries or roger's thesaurus or brewers or history but the point is this is a celebration of knowledge it's quite unfashionable when you think about it in this technological age where everything is a swipe on a screen away this is about stuff you've got filed away because you learnt it at school because it's linked to your job or because you saw it on the telly last week that's enough i think to be going on with isn't it phone lines are open i'll give you the number when there's one free gets very very busy but don't think that it's uh, worth giving up if you haven't got through already. I'll, I'll give you a heads up when you've got a good chance of nailing a place on the switchboard, OK? Let's start with Martin, who's in Sussex. In Black Boys in Sussex. Martin, question or answer? It's a question, James. Carry on. Um, right, having spent a holiday in, in Cornwall and uh, been bodyboarding and having to wear uh, a wetsuit on the surf, I just wondered, why is the zip up the back and not up the front? 
It's a very good question. Because it's a pain to get on. Right. I'm just thinking back to the last time I was surfing to see if I can uh, see if I can come up with an answer. Well, I, your, I mean, your colleague on the line suggested it's because having he said he had experience of surfing. He did he, what? Your colleague. Hang on a minute. He did w- the producer <laughs> started trying to answer mystery hour questions. Oh. Oops. Security! Security to the studio! Security to Studio 2, please! The most cardinal rule of mis- that, that You've no idea on how many levels that's offensive, Martin. Well, well anyway, we better gloss over very quickly whatever he said, because <laughs> I, 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 I don't think I know the answer. Um, we'll find out for you. And, and it has that long zip on it, because I bought the girls some... Uh, we were in Scotland a couple of weeks ago. I bought the girls a couple of wetsuits, and they've got those massive long zips, so you pull it up the back. Yeah, that, but it's... Uh... Wouldn't it pull the zip down? I the speed I surf at, mate, it would ri- it would rip the sw- it would rip the wetsuit off my torso. <laughs> but then, if you're standing up, it wouldn't. So it's only when you're lined. I don't know. We'll find out. Someone who does a little bit more surfing than us, perhaps, will know the answer to that. Twelve minutes after twelve, John's in Chelmsford. John, question or answer? Uh, good morning, James. Hello, Here's a question. Go on. Uh, if my question is about the Ace of Spades in a pack of the Ace of Spades. Sorry, carry on. That's, that's the one. That's the one. We were just uh, on holiday in Alicante and we were playing Chase the Ace. Oh yeah. Um, where you take uh, the aces out of the the cards, then you put the Ace of Spades back, and you do the cards out between you, and you take the pairs out. You're left with a single card. You all take one from each other, and you're left with the Ace of Spades, basically. The Ace of Spades. The ace of space now is why is that, that that card out of the ace is the only one that is so decorative. All of the other aces, the diamond, the club and the art, just have a single uh, symbol in the middle of the card. But the ace of space, the, the actual logo for the ace of space is always very decorative and pronounced. And we looked on three different packs of cards. Blimey, you've guessed my next question. Yeah. Done well, your research. Well, well, we did, yeah, because, because we had this conversation and my daughter who's uh, Sally 14, she said, well, perhaps you could phone LBC on Thursday, Dad, and find out there you go. where we are, James. Fantastic. What's your daughter's name? Because I'm sure she'll be downloading the podcast. Uh, her name is Louise. Well done, Louise. You see, uh, great minds. It's a great idea. So, yeah, the Ace of Space usually is. And is it not just a commercial thing? Because they put the, the, the details on the Ace of Space, who the manufacturer is, and they just stick some fancy decoration on it as well. Um, well, the, the, the three packs of cards that we had, they didn't, they didn't necessarily have a manufacturer's name, but each one of them was different. Yeah, the Ace of Spades is fancier. It, it, it definitely it is. is fancier, and I think we should both try to stop singing that every time we hear the phrase. <laughs> the Ace of Spades! <laughs> no, you can't help it. I don't know why. It's like a tick. Uh, John, nice one. And Louise, thank you as well. It's uh, 14 minutes after 12. Remember that this... Uh, is available as a podcast every week, Mystery Hour. It's free at lbc.co.uk or at iTunes, actually. Go, go, go and get it there. And if you're new to it, there's loads on the archive. You can go and have a... You can go and fill your boots, actually. Uh, do you know, we, got, we must deal with that. We've got a lovely email from a fellow in Afghanistan. Sean, his name is. If, if we, we should give him a special message because we're going to put together a, a memory stick for him with, with a whole load of Mystery Hours on it. We need to get on with that, lads, actually. I'd completely forgotten. <laughs> so Sean wrote to us from... His fifth tour in Afghanistan at the moment, talking about how uh, 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 he, he really, really misses Mystery Hour, and his poor wife hasn't quite worked out how to download a load of them onto a um, onto a flash drive, onto a memory stick. He says uh, it's a difficult task indeed, apparently. So, Sean, we will do that for you. Um, he'll be back at Christmas, so we can get that to him, I think. We can do that, can't we, James? You can do that. I'll tell you what, James, that's your little task. Can you just put a load of mystery hours on a memory stick and send it to Sean the Squaddy? It's 12.15. This is LBC.
on LBC. It's 19 minutes after 12 and uh, you are listening to Mr. Air. Mr. Air is an incredibly popular uh, piece of the furniture here at LBC, particularly, obviously, on, on, on this show. We take more calls in this hour than we do in entire days put together sometimes. But, but of course, it would be even more popular if it wasn't for something that was invented on this day in 1998. Do you know what it was? What, what, what do you think was invented on this day in 1998? And if it had never been invented, Mystery Hour would be probably the single most important knowledge resource in your life. If it wasn't for this invention on this day in 1998... Which you're not allowed... No, no, don't give any clues away. But, but it's not... It's, it's absolutely the only reason why Mystery Hour doesn't rule the universe. Can you work out what it is? And you're not allowed to use it for Mystery Hour. Martin's in Stratford. Question or answer? It's a question, James. Come on, Martin. All right, nice simple one for you, but not so simple that I think that you will be getting the round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why does lamb have a B at the end? Yeah. But ham doesn't. <laughs> What's that got to do with it? And why does lamb have a bee on the end is a question, but why do you have to bring ham into it? Just because it's meat? Because, be, well, no, 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 no. It's the same word type. No, it's not. It's just meat. That's no, all they've got no, in no, common. No, no, no. No, no, no. I, I think you're, I forgive the terrible pun, but I think you're slicing through the meat too, L- too simply. Listen, ham is short for ham on. Which right. doesn't have which doesn't have a B in it. Oh no! Right? I, I'm stunned into silence. Well, you've heard of ham on. I haven't. You've never heard of ham on. Gammon. 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 It would be the would be it would also be derived from ham on. All right. So why don't we abbreviate gammon to gam? You've only allowed one question. You've asked yeah. about you've asked about seven of which yeah. of which I'm not sure even one is worth putting on the board. Uh, well, I think, I think Why does lamb end in B? Is a question. Why is there a B on the end of lamb? Why is there a silent B in not, lamb? But not, but not. No, no, stop saying but not ham. I've dealt with the ham. I'm not having the ham. Or jam. Why is there no B on jam? What? B. Well, I'm trying to think where lamb comes from. I mean, it might be the Norman. No, don't say wow, it might not be. What's French for lamb? Agno. Well, I just thought I'd sort of, you know, sort of Agnes. build you up so that you could have a few things with Klein at the end. Agnes Dei, Ag- Agnes, Agno, lamb, lamb, lomb, lomber, lomb, beef, lomb. Lomb. Because what, what is it? It's the Flom. E- epitomology, is it? The Epito- what's a lee? What's a lee? Who do e- lee? E- epitomology. No, that's stamp collecting, pal. That's stamp collecting. <laughs> 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 he's, uh, he's philanthropist of the year, you know, Tony Blair. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, let's look. I'll do this for you. I'll do why is there a bee on the end of lamb, but I'm not going to bring ham into it. Oh, you got yourself a deal. <laughs> Cheers for that, Martin. Roy's in Greenford. Question or answer, Roy? Question, please. Carry on. Uh, why do we have birthmarks? Why, 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 what? Why do we have birthmarks? You know, you get birthmark on your body. Yeah. I don't know why, and I have got a few of them, so have I'm you? just wondering why we have it. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to know what they are? No, why we have it? Like, how do we get that? Is it like a blood clot, or I don't know? Why it's just, it's just, a, it's just a, ble- it's just a sort of uh, a, a misdistribution of your melan, of your uh, what's the stuff called that make you, you know your skin pigments? It, why am I talking? Got it or just, what what like, is a birth? What is a birthmark? Yeah, 
what is how we do how we get it. Like, and you, what sort like, of birthmark do you mean? Because some people have a port wine stain, which is a, a, a you know. <laughs> no, I'm not being funny. It's like an incredibly uh, severe birthmark. You don't mean that. You mean like a little sort of fingerprint somewhere on your body, like a little grey patch. No, it's like I have got like a dark red one, um, like a round penny size on my chest. Have and you? I've got one at the back, yeah. And so it's dark red, so it is port. Well, because some people have it on their face. That's what I was referring to when I said it can be quite difficult. Having it, so you've got a penny-sized purple spot on your chest. Yeah, on my right. I think uh, you've got the right. bubonic plague, Roy. <laughs> I don't know. No, you definitely haven't. Not if you've had it all your life. You'll be dead by now. Uh, we'll find out for you. Well, what is it? What is it? I mean, uh, do we need a picture? I mean, this, is, this isn't Clive Ball's medical hour with Dr. Snay. You can't be sending in pictures of, of, of disfigurements. William's in Notting Hill. Question or answer, William? Answer, James. Long time no speak. Carry on. That's about the wetsuits. Uh, we're no, um, not doing any national stereotyping here, then. No, no, not at all. But that's where the experience is from. I thought it might be. Um, Basically, the, it's for two th- reasons, comfort and logistics. Hang on, if just let me explain to... what the question is, because people might not have tuned in right on the All top right, of then. it. Why do wetsuits have their zips up the back? That's right. Um, if you can imagine if you were out surfing for hours on end, if you had a big chunky zip on the front... You'd get very uncomfortable welts oh, of course you uh, on, yeah. on your chest and your stomach and all the rest of it. Of course you That's the one of the minor reasons. The, the main reason for it is, is if you think of uh, your back as the fixed point, um, and that, that rarely moves, the amount of flexibility to twist and turn is the least there. If it's on the front of you, the zip actually has a lot more stretching and moving to do. Um, oh, of course, because it's because it's it's not rubber. I mean, very simply That's put, right. it's That's rigid. Exactly right. That's so you'd exactly get some, right. you'd get a terrible chafing, William, on the one hand, yep. and yep. your maneuverability maneuverability would be compromised on the other. Exactly. If you were, if you, for example, were, if you've ever done it, and I'm sure many of the listeners have. If yeah, you've I, ever I have actually. Just just for the record, I, I've been surfing. You know, when you come off and the wave actually pounds you, if that oh, zip yeah. is on the front, it would actually get ripped open. Of course it so would. So it makes much more sense to be on the back. And actually, the chafing, you can even experience with sand, can't you, if you're on a bodyboard or something like that. If you've got sand, yeah, that's, that's why exactly people right. do it in a T-shirt, or they wear a sort of anti-chafe garment. That's exactly right. Qualifications, uh, William? Uh, surfed for 20 years. That'll <laughs> do. That'll do. Right. A round of applause. Thank you very much. Thank you you very much. There you go. That is the sound of success, ladies and gentlemen, making its way to Notting Hill, where William has just trousered it. Uh, The next contributor to Mystery Hour is possibly the most successful civilian contributor. By that, I mean he's not a professor. Far from it. Wayne's in Basildon. Question or answer, Wayne? Thanks for another glowing introduction. Uh, It's a question. Go on, then. Um, I was making my good woman some eggs benedict the other day. Congratulations, Um, by the way, Wayne. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Um, yeah, and I cracked the egg into the bowl, and there was two yolks. Holy moly. It made me think, you know, a double yoker. Yeah. And I thought to myself, can chickens have twins? <laughs> because if you had two yolks, yes. why couldn't you? They probably would, but you mean two little chicks coming out of the same shell? Yeah. I like that question. I've, I've never heard of it. Nor have I. Yeah, and with everything that's going on with me, it was quite apt as well. Of course it was. <laughs> that's why I say congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. And everyone else listening is going, how the hell does he do that? How does he do that? How does he know? <laughs> Facebook. And also Wayne's a pal of mine. It's 27 minutes after 12. Let's get an answer. So you, you know you get a double yoker. All the laws of logic suggest you should get twins. But has anyone ever seen two little cheekies coming out of the same shell? 03456060973 is the number that you need. Why is there a B on the end of lamb? Uh, why is the ace of spades more decorative than 
all the other aces, and we've gone definitive on the wetsuits. Uh, Glenn's in Basildon as well. Glenn, question or answer? Oh, I can't believe I made it through. How are you doing, James? I'm oh, right? good, Glenn. Yeah, nice one. Um, uh, right, it's uh, the B on the end of lamb, and I'm afraid it's a really dull answer. Oh. Uh, it's basically, it's a very old word, lamb, as it's pronounced in Anglo-Saxon or Old English. It's basically just the Old English word for a young sheep. Why is that boring? That's brilliant. Well, I thought, I thought I, I normally try and find out the etymological questions, but I thought that one was a bit dull compared to the ones I normally try and get into. Come off it, Glenn. That's brilliant. Yeah. Lamber. Are you sure about this? Anglo-Saxon yeah, yeah. word for a young sheep was a lamber? Uh, it's not lamber. It's just sort of lamber. Lamber. It's, it's, it's a very subtle B. You know, mo- mo- most of our silent letters come from either Old Danish or Old English, so... Qualifications? Uh, I've been learning to speak Anglo-Saxon. If you build it, they will come. Go on, give us a bit. Uh, but, oh, uh, uh, Beowulf, uh, what we gardener in your dagum seud keninga from That's brilliant. <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm gonna do the world's first phone-in exclusively in Anglo-Saxon next week, Glenn. Uh, well, well, give us a bit of a shout, mate. I think I might do a bit more research. Well, it's gonna be you and me, pal, and it's gonna be mostly you, actually, so you better get your <laughs> yeah. books out quick before you crash. Yeah. Give, give him another round of applause for being fantastic. No, mate, that was fantastic. You know how many times on radio have you heard someone say, go on then, give us a bit of Anglo-Saxon? And then they did. That's why the motto of this programme, depending on what day of the week it is, is sometimes if you build it, they will come. Sarah's in Notting Hill. Sarah, question or answer? It's a question, James. Can you ask it in Anglo-Saxon? Can you ask it in (laughs) Anglo-Saxon? No, I don't think uh, I can. Can sorry. we do this still? Can we still do this? I feel Glenn's raised the bar now and Sarah can't oh. get over. No, go on then, seeing as you were on oh, hold. Oh, I see, I see what I can do. Um, I was just wondering, James, do the vehicles... Deine Vehikalana Herzinde. Very good. I was wondering, do the vehicles in the emergency services have different sirens? Yes. But, like, fire engines, police cars... Yes. Ambulance. Yes. We were at the Notting Hill Carnival recently and we were hearing different vehicles go by but we were one trying to my, my boyfriend and i were trying to clarify um what sirens each individual vehicle had but also why the the why i think is on the mystery hour archive isn't it at lbc.co.uk i listen to you every day on the mystery archive and i haven't heard that one yet. Or, or no that, that, i'm not having a pop i'm just thinking out loud i can't remember the why but the answer the question you asked unfortunately was not that. The question you asked was, do they have different sirens for different emergency services, to which the answer is a definitive yes. They definitely do. They definitely do. Do you know what they no, are? No, 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 no supplementaries, you see. <laughs> but, like, if you hear d- 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 I'll tell you what, I'll make you a deal. I'll make you a deal, Sarah. Yeah. If you can ask the second question in Anglo-Saxon, I'll allow it. No, I think I'm turning manager. Oh, it's half Probably. past twelve. <laughs> Eleanor Noakes is here with the headlines. The Deputy Prime Minister's told El- Brian on LBC. It's 26 minutes to one. Why is the Ace of Spades... Ace of Spades! Why is the Ace of Spades more decorative in the average pack of cards than any other card? Might have an easy answer, might not have an answer at all, but the question is there. We know why Lamb ends in B, and how do we know how lamb, why Lamb has a B on the end? Because Glenn speaks Anglo-Saxon and listens to this radio programme. How cool is that? Uh, what's a birthmark? Especially the, the sort of purpley ones. What causes it? What are they? What's the explanation? We know about double yokers, so does that mean that there have been recorded instances of two little cute fluffy chickies coming out of the same egg? And um, what was the other one? I've got. I've, I've written down do vehicles. 
There must be a little bit more to that question than that. Do vehicles? Why have I written down do vehicles? Well, we'll, we'll remember that. That'll come back to me. Emergency vehicles with sirens. Oh, that's why I didn't write down. I answered that. And you owe me a round of applause, Jones. <laughs> Did you hear that pause there before the applause started? Yeah. You can fill in the sigh, can't you? That was a sigh. You can fill that in for yourself back in the control room. Round of applause for O'Brien, please, Jones. <sighs> clap, 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 clap. Well done. Dave's in Watford. Dave, question or answer? Good afternoon, James. Hello, Good answer. Carry on, sir. Um, it's the Ace of Spades. The question. Ace of Spades. Um, indeed. God, I can't believe I'm actually finally talking to you, and, the, uh, and I'm thinking I might actually get a round of applause as well. Don't, don't, um, don't jinx it, Dave. Don't jinx it. Yeah, I know. Very true. Um, right. So, Ace of Spades. Um, Ace of Spades. When they when they first started selling the uh, decks of cards, I couldn't actually tell you when this was, but. Um, Back in the day when cards were first being played, they yeah. used to uh, heavily tax the uh, decks of cards when they were sold, oh. and it was actually illegal to uh, not tax them or to play a, with a deck of cards that hadn't been taxed, and they used to put a stamp on the Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades! To, uh, to prove that it had been taxed. That's and, a uh, brilliant answer. This was a law for some time. When the law was abolished, they just uh, sort of carried on the tradition by making the Ace of Spades more decorative. Ace of Spades! I'll stop now. <laughs> yeah, please. Sorry. Yeah, but yeah, that's it. Uh, qualifications? So they, they, they continue to, uh, my uncle used to be Metworth, well, used to be Magic Circle, and I remember asking the question many moons ago. It's just got a lot today. This is vintage, isn't it? We've gone from Anglo-Saxon to the Magic Circle. Dave, you know, you've only gone and done it. Fantastic. Dave? Feels good. Yes, no, sir. No one can ever take that away from you. Yeah, I know. It feels good. Carry on. Uh, I look forward to bumping into you down at, uh... No yeah. pressure to be funny sometimes. Yeah, come along. I think there's one at the end of this month, actually. I should start flogging that, probably. Uh, last Sunday of the month, usually. Um, uh, I look forward to it, Dave. Seriously. Bring a pack of cards. We can have a game. Uh, Professor Martin is in Manor Park. Question or answer, Professor Martin? Professor Martin Hello. is a professor of uh, robotics at the University of Middlesex. Uh, it's Professor Martin Smith, to Pro be more precise. So, would you like me to change this now? Would you like to be <laughs> Professor Smith? That would be neat. <laughs> would you prefer... Because Professor Hal, who was the first professor on board on Mystery, he very much goes for Professor Hal rather than Professor Zozobowski. Uh I can see why, but in my case, um... Professor Smith? Yes. OK, can we so. change that, please? Can we change it to Professor Smith? Right, we'll do it. Shall we start again, Professor Smith? Uh, if you wish. Okay, yes, yeah, you're fine. listening to James O'Brien on Mystery Hour on LBC, 0345 is the number you need if you want to join in. Let's go back to the phones. And Professor Smith is in Manor Park. Professor Smith is, of course, a professor of robotics at the University of Middlesex. Question or answer, Professor Smith? I've got an answer to the question about birthmarks. This is on humans, not robots. Uh, yes. Carry, yes. carry on. Just I know a bit of biology, too. Good. Um... It's, there are two reasons. Uh, one is the, the skin pigment. If you've got a bit too much skin pigment, the, the melanin, the, the, uh, like you get in moles, you get a sort of brown mark. Uh, that's where the, the, the pigment is trying to protect your skin from the ultraviolet. Yep. So you get lots of that if you live near the equator and not much if you live in the north, if you're away from the equator. Sure. And the other type is the, uh, the reddish uh, birthmarks, which are caused by uh, too many small blood vessels near the surface, or either that or the, you've got a bad nerve supply to those blood vessels. So, so it's coincidence. Properly. It's a sort of corporeal coincidence. Uh, yes, it's a, a sort of random variations, sort of genetic variations. That Fair enough. It's a kind of mistake rather than a design. There's no, there's no reason for them. Just the way the cookie crumbled, so to speak, yep. which is yep. a lovely answer and earns you your, well, your umpteenth round of applause, Professor oh, Smith. thank you. No, thank you. There we are. Now we cleared out that nomenclature issue as well. Beryl is in Windsor. Beryl, question or answer? Answer. Come on, Beryl. Twin chicks. 
Twin chicks. They don't hatch. Those were the days. I've, what? I've had, um, I've had three or four, I've not had chickens for over 40 years, but... Not the same chickens, that'd be a world record. Um, no, I think my oldest one's ten. Wow. But, um... What do you call a ten-year-old chicken? She's known as the pensioner, because she doesn't lie anymore. I know. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> what happens is they get to... Well, considering they're undersized anyway, squashed in one shell, yeah. they can't hatch, they've got no room to manoeuvre. Oh. And if you try to break the shell round them, I'm afraid they just bleed and you've lost them. So you've, you've, had, you've had two chicks in the same... So the shell ain't big enough for the both of us, is the... Is the... Well, they're, they're, they stay tiny, so they're undersized. Oh, this is really sad. And they just can't get out. But uh, nowadays I shine a light through the egg. Yeah. And if I see two yolks, then I don't put them in the incubator. You just have them for breakfast? That's right. You can eat a fertilised egg the same as an unfertilised egg, can you? Well, as long as it's not been uh, sitting there in the incubator, yeah. Fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm a bit... No different. Beryl? Yeah? I'm a bit discombobulated, Beryl. Why? Well, I, I, I kept chickens, as you may know. Not yeah. The bloody fox got them. But but the notion of the little chicks like that, all squashed up, and then you having to, and then so you've had it. You've actually had an egg with two chicks in it. Three, I've had about three. Over, I've had them over forty years. I keep buying these silkies. And they and the, and the, the chicks die always. They always die. The, so now I flipping Wayne in Basildon, ringing in with his questions, thinking it was all cute and cuddly, and it's it's carnage. This is well, chicken you, carnage. They, you lose. If you're going to lose a chick, it's at hatching time. If they're not strong enough to get out of the shell, no, then they're not going to survive anyway. And it's no good helping them out. No, because nature's red in tooth and claw. Yeah. Well, I've got I've got a uh, silky out in the garden with two babies. It's a bit late in the year for babies, but she shot off and hid under the bushes, and uh, that's what came of it. There they were. There they were. What a lovely little contribution. Have you had a round of applause on Mystery Hour before, Beryl? Never. Well, here you go. Thank you. No, thank you. Spreading the love. And the chicken deaths. That's really sad. Uh, both marks. I suppose we've done it. We've cleared the board. We can start again. More questions, please. Let's go to Matt, who's in Leatherhead first. Matt, question. Hello, James. The question, yes, is uh, sort of staying on a heavy metal type theme. We've had the, the Ace, Ace of Spades. Spades. This is the number of the beast. What? Why? Why? What? 666, the number of the beast. ACDC was obviously... Why you know, is why is 666 the, the number of the beast? Why is 666 the number of the beast? What is the relevance of 666? I've never actually been able to find that out. I think I know this. Really? Yeah. But I don't think you'll believe me when I tell you. Right. I don't know why there are three sixes. <clears throat> but seven in Christian... Uh, literature, seven in the Bible, I could call it, couldn't I? Seven is the perfect yep. number. Okay. I know what you're thinking. De La Soul said it was three. But no, seven is the perfect number. And so, so six... the magic number. So, oh, that's right, yeah, the magic number. Well done. So six... <laughs> six is imperfection, personified, or embodied, uh, in the Dark okay. Lord Beelzebub. But that's not going to wash, okay. is it? It doesn't sound like enough. It's convincing... It's, it's, it's definitely good. a bit true, because I think it was one of the monks at my school who told me, and if they don't know about it, then who would? Yeah. 
Yeah, you've got to trust a monk. Well, I don't know about that, mate. But when it comes to when no. it comes to Satanism, they're all right. They're fairly reliable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's find out why is six 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 the number of the beast? It's a lovely question. I'm, I'm glad the kids have gone back to school, though. Matt, thank you. Uh, why do you want to know? Um, I've just always wondered. It's like one of those things that pops up, but no one ever seems to know why. It's, it's referenced so much in the Omen, yeah. and obviously, you know, six, I think six, it's six in numbers. the Bible. Everyone... I think it's in the Book of Revelations. I'm pretty sure it is. It's the mark of the beast, isn't it? It's the, it's the tattoo that you'd find yeah. on the on the hairline or whatever. Dame, it may da- be. Damon's Damon Damien's head. Do, 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 do. After I saw that film when I was a kid, I did have a look in the mirror just Absolutely. to make sure. I saw that film when I was a kid. I slept with a crucifix under my pillow. <laughs> absolutely terrified absolutely yeah, terrified. Was, I, 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 terrified i haven't lent over a banister i haven't lent over a banister since stood under a church spire all of that mate gone near a sheet of plate glass yeah a flock of crows and stood in the middle of the road oh stop it no seriously don't do it no but why <laughs> why is 666 the number of the beast if you know the answer to that get through now oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three is the number to call let's get a couple more questions on the board John's in Waterloo. John, question or answer? Uh, question, James. Yes. Why do we not sneeze in our sleep? We should know this, you and I, John, between us, shouldn't we? All the questions over the years about sleeping and sneezing, we should be able to knit the two together. I don't know, I just can't do it, mate. Why can't, why don't we sneeze in our sleep? How do you know we don't sneeze in our sleep? Well, surely it'd wake you up, wouldn't it? Well, exactly. But you won't know what woke you up. You won't remember sneezing. Nah. Yeah. I think, nah. Thought, all right, I'll come round yours and I'll sprinkle some sneezing powder on you yeah. while you're sleeping and you'll sneeze. But, but I bet it wakes me up. The reason you don't sneeze when you sleep is because you, your muscles in it. Well, you still breathe the same, don't you? And it's your muscles in it. I don't get that. Well, it's your muscles. They're not as muscly as they are when you're awake. No, so what causes you to sneeze then? What? Pepper. Well, even in the air. There's none in your bedroom, but there's loads in the kitchen. Yeah, but I still sneeze in the bedroom. It's gone a bit surreal, this. <laughs> <laughs> At least we're not singing Iron Maiden. No. Do, do, do you want to know why, why why you don't sneeze in your sleep? Yes, I do. All right. I should just do it then. It's 12.45. I'm Joanne West. It's flown by this week. Remember, if you, uh, you want to uh, fill up, fill your boots on Mystery Hours and the archive... At iTunes or at lbc.co.uk. It's completely free. You can download as many as you want. You would have no idea how many people this summer have told me that they, they downloaded a bunch of mystery hours to get them off on, on a flight or a family journey. Works great in the car if you've got the kids there because it's family listening. Everyone can enjoy it. There's no prospect of anything unsuitable popping up unexpectedly, except possibly that question there about the number of the beast. But hey, Steve's in Dagenham. Steve, question or answer? Uh, it's uh, a, a correction for you, reference the emergency vehicles and the, the um, sirens that oh, we carry. get... L- really? Yes, yes. They aren't, there is no difference between the fire, the police and the ambulance service as in um, a different tone. All you have is that the supplier of the unit and the speaker will be different for each emergency service. So you may get a slight tone difference. And that's all it is. Each vehicle is. But that's just with not true because you get you get your Ninos and you get your Wawas and you get your. Mm-hmm. Right. Each, each, ve- each vehicle is fitted with a whale, a Yelp, and a two tone. Go on, how does the whale go? Is, What's what, the whale, Steve? I'm not going to go. I'm not there going down are. that road. Come on, mate. After all I've done, what are you, a firefighter? <laughs> right. 
yeah. All right. I've done for your lot over the years, you're not going to give me a little whale <laughs> right, on the wireless. Right, a, right, a whale is a woo, yeah, and a whoop whoop is a whoop whoop, and a two-tone is the old-fashioned needle. I don't know how the much that helps. Added, well, the only thing that's been added recently over the last few years is you'll get a, the old, the American bullhorn, which you hear on the American films where you hear the, the, the fire engines going down the road and they make that massive noise. Right, what's that then? Please. So how does a bullhorn go? Sounds like a bullhorn. Well, what's a bullhorn? <laughs> well, what do you mean? You can't just say bullhorn. Give us the sound. What does it sound like? It's radio. Like a, a long, like a very, okay, like a very loud horn sound. I'm not going to go down the road and try and do Why it. not, I have Steve? people I work with who will ridicule me. They're when not, they find you out you did it for the producer, apparently. The you did it for Michael, but you're not doing it for me. What's he got that I <laughs> haven't? Don't answer that. That's between me and him. We've got something going together. Yeah, all right, then. <laughs> OK, so so uh, theoretically, you could have a police car, an ambulance, and a fire engine turn up with identical sirens. Yes. Oh. What happens is that when you'll see a fire... Say, for you'll see two fire engines going down the road in tandem. Yeah. They will have... Two fire two engines and, t- and a tandem. The tandem's going to get <laughs> yeah, left we- behind. <laughs> Well, go, well, before it's anyway, we're on tandem anyway. <laughs> yeah. So you'll get two of them going down the road together. Yeah. What you'll have is you'll, you'll have them on different settings. Why? So one will have the whale going, the other one will have the yelp going. The reason why you have that is that so that motorists know that there are two vehicles coming. Because what you don't oh, want yeah. is both sets of Stereo. two phones or both sets of whales in tandem, and then a car pulls out and it gets wiped out by a fire engine because it really does spoil their day. Fair enough. Yes, it would do. So I owe yeah. Sarah an apology. Really, yeah. yeah. So they do the have course. different sirens, but not not specific to the emergency service. No, no, nothing to the emergency service. Is that the you only round of applause think? I've had today, Steve? Um, I started listening at half past twelve, I'm afraid. Uh, I was going to ask what you were doing, but then you'll say I was rescuing people from burning buildings, and I'll feel like an idiot, so I won't. Yeah, yeah, catch some trees and all that. Stuff. All that sort of stuff. All right, so I have to give you the round of applause that I got. I don't need a round of applause to know that I'm right. God, I wish I was more like you. <laughs> Give it to Steve. <laughs> and we've got a full house. Here's Professor Hal from the University of uh, Brighton. University of Sussex, isn't it? Certainly not. It's the University of Brighton. <laughs> I've upset both professors today. Quick, what have you rung in to tell us? Two things. First of all, there's a young chap outside called Phil in our reception who came for an interview, but he said, you're Professor Hal, the... Helium breathing guy. Oh, that's fantastic. Isn't it great? Yeah, give him a place. Okay. You're in, Phil. <laughs> and um, two ladies on the train said, Oh, Professor Howe, uh, mystery hour. See, this is it. Now you know what it's like to be a Z-list um, celebrity. Welcome to my world. No, no, I've lied you up. Um, Good man. Would you like me to have a little pop at the sneezing one? Yeah, why don't we sneeze in our sleep? Two reasons. The first reason is because you're lying still, by very nature, you're breathing in and recycling air in your room, there's not that much to cause you to sneeze. So, no. A, there's no need. But B, as you go into REM sleep, your, your brain actually paralyzes your voluntary muscles so you don't act out your dreams, so you don't jump off buildings and fight off superheroes and so on and so forth. So you're actually paralyzed. I said um, muscles. I did say muscles. Well, you said that they're a bit less tense. Yeah. Quite no, paralyzed. but yeah, I'm not a um, professor. Well, I'm sure you're a professor of broadcasting. I'm a professor of chat. <laughs> no, uh, but anyway, um, that, so that's the reason. I think the, the first it. one, because if you're actually in that shallow sleep, I mean, I sneeze and thought that's shallow when you're just dropping off to sleep. Then you could wake yourself up. Yeah, but I think in, in REM sleep you don't. And That so would be why. I like that, yes. I, and it's earned you a round of applause. Thank you. No, thank you. So we've had the three today, both professors and Wayne in Basildon, the, the, the three heaviest hitters, arguably, on mystery. Not necessarily the heaviest hitters. Professor Howe's been here since the get-go. It's 12.54, so all we've got left is Beelzebub.
Well, so who said that? Who, who, did you really go to the trouble of sending the text to say 667 is the number of the neighbour of the beast? Uh, Pat's in Hackney. Pat, what have you got? Okay, it's actually mentioned in the Bible, in the book of Revelation, no, chapter I, I, 13. I, I know. Verse, verse 18. It's all about um, the end times, isn't yes. it? Um, yeah, but why, why is it 666? Because it says it's the number of a man. It's exactly what you're yeah, But mind. why is 666? Why not 212? Because... Well, numbers are representative in the Bible. What, so what's it representative of? Man. Exactly what it says. It's no, representative of man. Nice so, so the mark of the beast is, yeah. is going to be, it's, it's somebody to look for who is a man. No, but basically. we know what it is. We know that the mark of the beast is 666 because that is what it says in the Bible. But why is it 666? Why isn't because, it just uh, six? I, no, because... Um, it's 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 a code as well. A lot of people believe it is a code that will be used because the mark of the beast is all to do about people not being able to buy and sell in what? the end times. And a lot of people do believe it could be some kind of binary code. It's actually six one six. Apparently, it's a misconception that it's six six six. It's one of those things that's uh, that's a little sort of and become an urban myth. Quite a, quite a lot of people are beginning to think it is going to be a type of a code. When you say that, quite uh, a lot of people are beginning to mm. think that the mark of the beast is going to be a type of a code, what 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 people are we talking about here? A lot of Bible scholars, or Christians, people in Christian circles, Pe people Christian that circles, study, yeah, people that study the Book of Revelation, right? But they don't know why it's six six six. They just know that because all you're telling me is that it is six six six. What the questioner wanted to know is why is it six 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 and not nine nine nine? No, but basically, it, no, it, it, is, it is to do with it being a particular code. Nobody actually not, has broken that code. It's not yet. a code. 666 is not a code. It's to do with the sixth, it'll come on the sixth day of the sixth hour of the sixth month, or it'll be something like that. Well, not many people think that way. Well, would you keep talking about all these people that, that, that you've consulted on the meaning of 666? because there is a lot of discussion about it all the time. Well, then why on. can't you tell me why it's 666 and not 999 or 444 or 202? Well, definitely it has to relate to man. And well, how six, does 6 six relate six. to... Oh, this is, oh this, is, this is infernal. This is diabolical. This is devilish. <laughs> Basically, it is, yes. It all is right, Pat, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not giving up on this one. Uh, Jeff's in Bromley. Okay. Uh, so you can stay there if you want, hello. Pat. Jeff? Yes, Hello. Hello. Just try to get it in. This six 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 is a code. What? And I read a I read an article many years ago about this. If you write six 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 in uh, Roman numerals, yeah, you get D C X uh, L X V I, and that is the initial letters of a sentence. It is a sort of political slogan in Latin: Domitian Caesar Legatus Christi Vilita Interfacit Domitius Caesar. Uh, cruelly executed the ambassadors of Christ. But when the Book of Revelations was written, it, yes. wouldn't, it would not have been in Latin. Oh, it's in Greek, but uh, exactly. But the um, you know, but if no, well, that's a bit that, of a problem, that Jeff. Anyway, no, you, but, you see what I did there. Roman numerals, it can. What's the point of that? So they did a code in Greek that they needed to wait for the Roman numerals to be invented before we could translate it. No, 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 no. They had Roman oh. numerals at the time the, the Gospels, uh, the Bible was written. 
I mean, it was, they, they, they were in the Roman they Empire. Put, they put the code in the... Ro- I'm not having it. I'm not having it, Jeff. Oh, well, Greek was the lingua franca of educated people. Okay, of course it was. Yes. But... That's not going to be it. A DCLXVI. It looks a bit like devil written down, but that's not it. It's to do with seven being the perfect number. Does that not ring any bells with you? No, I've heard that one. What? Yeah. I thought everyone knew that seven. Is seven is number. seven is the perfect number. Uh, no, six is a special number because it was it. It's to do with the multiples and the sum of the uh, of the factors. Do you feel you deserve a round of applause, Jeff? And I want you to be honest. Well, I think so. I mean, I've what? waited about nearly seventy years to answer this question. Oh, go on then. Do it again tomorrow from 10. I'm James O'Brien. Thank you once again. Remember, you can download loads of these at iTunes or lbc.co.uk. Julia Hartley Brewer.